Hey, y'all. Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm your host, Hope Cook. I created this podcast to help women who have amazing careers on paper and yet something is missing. You're feeling out of alignment or directionless. Maybe you're no longer motivated or excited about how you spend your days. On top of all that, I'm guessing you feel guilty because you're not more grateful for your job. And maybe you even wonder how you can possibly keep going doing this for another 10, 15, or 20 years when you can barely make it through Wednesday. Let me tell you, I've been there. After 20 years with a rewarding career as a physician assistant, I could not figure out what was wrong with me. I felt pulled in a new direction, but didn't know what that was. A series of books and conversations led me to a life-changing decision to cut way back on my day job and become a life coach. My passion became helping other women figure out what it is they want to do and map out a path to get there. So listen weekly for tips and tools you can use to chart your own journey. What is life coaching and do you need it? Maybe you find yourself thinking that while you're listening to this podcast. Well, I can tell you life coaching changed my life and I had had years of therapy. I mean, years of therapy. Therapy um, helped with a lot of, you know, figuring out what my issues were. And then therapists a lot of times give advice. I don't give advice. What a life coach does is helps you figure out where you're stuck, where you're not happy, why you're not happy. And then we help you move forward, like map it out, come up with tools that'll help you. You're accessing your own inner wisdom. I know it makes my job so easy because we each have that own inner wisdom. If you're curious about life coaching, let's do a complimentary discovery call. It is so much fun and I think you'll be blown away. I mean, really, even 30 minutes, it's going gonna, it's gonna to rock your world. So let's try it. Come on over to CoachHopeCook.com and that's where you schedule your complimentary discovery call. So what if you're not ready to take a running leap and like jump across the chasm and do something completely different, like quit your job, explode your life? I have a, probably half of my clients who think they want to quit their job and they're done. They're just like seeing me because they need a plan, they need permission, whatever it is, they, they decide they want to quit their job, but they're too sort of scared to say it or do it yet. About half of those don't end up quitting their job. They end up finding a way to be happy at their current job. Not just content, but happy. So a way to make it work so that they want to stay. They're choosing to stay. And I know if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, that's not me. I know I want to leave. Then maybe you should try doing a few coaching sessions so we can see why it is you think you want to leave. And then we can work on that. Because I'm telling you, it's a whole lot easier if you don't make huge changes. Um, I went back to the Silent Retreat Center where I go about twice a year. I went there this weekend and I was talking to Faye. Faye is the spiritual director there. She's in her 80s. And I've been going for about nine years. And Faye, at the end of our talk this time, she said, Hope, you have changed so much and her eyes got really wide, and she said, the very first time I met you, I was very worried. 
I started laughing. And she said, you wanted to move your family to Africa. And it's true. I'd forgotten about that. So this was, yeah, eight years ago, I had decided I couldn't stay at my job, but I definitely did not have the courage to like look for another job or quit or I don't know why, but it seemed easier to do something huge, like moving the family to another country. And so I'd gone on this mission trip, medical mission trip to Kenya, and I'd read, I'd get on a book kick and I had read all these books about people who lived on mercy ships or that's a like floating hospital, or they did Peace Corps with their kids or, you know, all these cool adventure stories of families and I mean, my family was not there. My husband was not even studying this idea. He was like, no, but somehow I got it in my head. So I went to this um, silent retreat for the very first time. And I sort of thought Faye would applaud my, you know, oh, Hope, you're such a good person. You want to move your family to Africa and work in a clinic for free. And, and, and so what I was doing was the equivalent of hanging by a rope swing. So I was going from one thing to the next, except I was trying to swing out so far and do something so different um, just to escape. I mean, that's really what it was, was just to escape. Um, when I look back on it, that would have been completely the wrong decision for our family. But at the time, I just wanted to swing all the way across and not think about anything else, not think about disappointing my boss or who had trained me, um, not think about family members and how it would affect them. So what I'm saying is if you are on one side, so picture this rope swing. I'm actually looking at a picture on my vision board of like two rocks and there's this beautiful turquoise water in the middle. So you're on one rock. And you think you want to swing across to the other rock. But this episode is all about how you don't necessarily have to. So I'll go over some, some ways to know if you're ready to leap to that other rock or if you need to stay on the rock you're on right now. Um, so there, first, I want you to look at the reasons you want to leave. So one reason that I hear about is boredom. And I have been there when I was um, doing, filling out my two-year non-compete contract. So I couldn't work within a 20-mile radius for two years. So I had to go work at the satellite office that was an hour away. And it was, it had the loveliest patients, but they were uh, mostly retired, older people. And I was doing a ton of skin checks. I rarely saw like a teenager with acne or... Um, an unusual rash. So it was like skin check after skin check after skin check and all in the same demographic. I actually got bored. I was thinking, oh my gosh, if I have to see another skin check, I'm going <laughs> to poke my eyeball out. They were perfectly nice patients, but I got bored. And so if that's your main problem, you may not need to leap to that other rock yet. You may be able to figure out a way to spice things up. Um, one thing we do at our office is we're going to talk about who likes to see which problems, because it may surprise you. Your coworker may love to see hair loss or, you know, acne, and you may love to see rashes. 
I know not everybody here works in the healthcare field. So if you're bored at your job, maybe you could take on projects that light you up. You have to first figure out what it is you want and how you want to feel. So that's part of what we do in life coaching is figure out what it is you do want and can you get that at your current job. Um, My problem sort of solved itself because when that two years was up, I started working back at our main office and that, oh my gosh, I regretted saying I was ever bored because I started seeing a ton of new patients because I had openings on my schedule. And so, yeah, it was exciting. You never know what you're going to get when you walk in the room. Um, the second reason people want to leap from one rock to the other is exhaustion. They're just so depleted at whatever it is they're doing. If this is the case, then we need to figure out what it is that would re-energize you. What, what is it that's draining your energy and what would give you that energy back? Sometimes you can get that energy from something completely outside of work. When I started podcasting, that was like putting an extra battery in my pack. I mean, I just got so excited. I couldn't wait to get home. So I often ask clients, like, how do you want to feel at the end of every day? How do you want to feel when you're driving home from work? And I sort of went from feeling like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm so drained to being excited about something. And a part of my brain I hadn't been using, the creative part got used. I feel the same way when I'm like the other night we made homemade pizza and I did it after seeing patients all day. But I was excited because we had a friend over and we were going to make homemade pizza. And, you know, it's just something little like that. You may be thinking, well, pizza would drain me. But in this case, it was something that I was excited about. It was going to be creative. Um, yeah, maybe your exhaustion is trying to tell you that you still could do your job and enjoy it, but you need to cut way back. You need to cut back on the amount of days you're working, the hours you're working. Maybe you just need somebody to help you. Maybe you need an, an assistant. Um, and pay attention because when, as I'm saying these things, if your brain is going, but, but, But there's no way they'll hire this. There's no way I could afford this. There's no way, you know, my family can get by if I cut back to part-time. These buts are all hugely important because they're made up in your brain. They're thoughts. And these thoughts are dictating how you spend your life. And I know what you're thinking, but hope they're true. They're true. You can look at my bank account. We really don't have enough money for me to work part-time. I'm telling you that if we can get you out of your thinking brain, you will come up with a way to make it work. Or something unexpected will happen that you couldn't have foreseen. And it's like magic. It really is. Not like magic, like I'm a witch or whatever. But it's magic because your thinking brain is not going to be able to come up with all the answers. So part of what I do in coaching is get you out of your thinking brain and into the right side of your brain, which is the creative part. Let's see. Another reason people want to leap from one rock to the other is because they have bitterness, resentment, and anger. So this is not what I thought it was going to be. It's not fair. It's not fair that this person you know, gets to work part-time and I don't, or it's not fair that they expect me to do this much work. It's not fair that they take me away from my kids and my husband, and I have to spend my weekends working on this, whatever this career is. 
So if you, if the first thought that pops into your head when you're thinking about your job is kind of this anger, bitter resentment, then you're a great candidate for coaching because it's all mindset. It is all mindset. So if we could take away, just imagine I could take a crane and lift up that huge ball of anger, resentment, whatever it is that's weighing you down. Imagine how much lighter you would feel. Most people can't even imagine how differently they would feel if if you removed that anger and that heavy feeling. But chances are you would like your job again. You would enjoy doing it. And we think that it's everybody else's fault, but if we can change your mindset, your thoughts, it's going to make a big difference. A lot of times, whatever it is that you are the unhappiest about and pointing your finger about, so if you're saying, they do this, they do that, they, you know, if you're pointing your finger, I want you to imagine that you are turning that finger, turn it around, now point it at you and ask yourself if you are exhibiting the same, you know, could you substitute I for they? So they're not letting me spend time with my family. Turn it around. I'm not letting me spend time with my family. I'm choosing to do this work. Well, they're not, uh, their, their workload is way too much for me. My workload that I'm choosing to do is way too much for me. I know that is so hard to hear because I probably couldn't have heard that. I would have been arguing about it a few years ago. But really, you teach people how to treat you. So if your workload is way too much, the only person who can change that is you. And if they're not willing to change it, then you're choosing to stay there. You're choosing that workload. All right. If you're saying the reason you want to leap from one rock to the next is because it's toxic. Like, oh, there's just people here. It's it's just toxic. It's, it's so hard to be here. I want to be happy. I want to be filled with joy. But it's really hard around certain people at my job. All right. Well, you could leap and you may need to leap, but you may not need to leap yet. So this happened at one of my jobs. And what I ended up doing, I did end up leaving, but I probably stayed a year. And the way I did that was... I started leaving during lunch every day and I would meditate. I'd sit outside in the sunshine and I'd meditate, not for an hour, but I would do that for like 20 minutes. That seemed to really help. Um, I would also get to work, you know, as soon as I started seeing patients, I wouldn't spend any extra time at work. I would not participate in the gossipy stuff. Um, I had to accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative. Isn't that a song from like Sesame Street? Um, so I, I would focus on the positive. I would make lists of, you know, everything I was grateful for, eliminate the negative. I would try to catch myself thinking these negative thoughts. I started doing yoga on a regular basis. So I sort of walled myself off to this toxic environment. And this, you're not going to be able to stay at this job forever if it truly is toxic, but you're going to, you don't necessarily have to make a frantic leap across the rock. So you can kind of dangle there for a while. You can ask yourself, you know, how could I have fun on this rope, this rope swing? Could I sort of swing back and forth for a while before I actually take the leap? Oh, the other thing I started doing, I took, um, 
I took my weight. We had an extra room at work and I took weights and another girl brought her weight bench and we had a shower. So I started working out some days during lunch and then I would take a shower. So, you know, if it's toxic, you don't necessarily have to leave right away. You can take time to make a plan and feel really good about what you're going to do next. Um, But you're going to have to find a way to protect yourself from that toxic energy. All right. The last thing, the reason you may want to leap from one rock rock to the next is um, abuse. So I always say our work relationships could be like our marriages. So if you are in an abusive relationship, like they're really... um, whoever it is, your boss, your manager, your coworker. I mean, if it's truly like an abusive relationship where they are making you feel really bad about yourself, they're um, verbally abusive, mentally abusive, I mean, you need to get out. You need to take that swing and go to the, oops, go to the next rock. You don't need to stay in that relationship. Um, But I also strongly encourage clients who are in these kinds of relationships at work to get therapy because it's going to be hard even after you leave. You're going to have some residual effects of that relationship. Even though it wasn't a spouse, it's going to really stick with you for a while. All right, lastly, if you are on the rock and you're thinking about swinging to the other side, but you think, well... I don't have to do it right away. I'm going to try some of the things Hope just said. And you're kind of swinging back and forth. Ask yourself, what lessons can you learn? What is life trying to teach you right now while you're on this rock? Because every tough situation, every hard place in our life is a lesson. And you may not be able to see it until years later, but there is a gift. If you can see it right now while you're in it, what is life trying to teach you? I mean, it may be that you need boundaries. It may be that you need to let go of what you think other people think about you and start worrying about yourself. Maybe you need to let go of fear of disappointing others. I've talked about my own issues with being so worried that somebody's going to be mad at me or disappointed in me. And that will keep you stuck for years. And let me tell you, you will not look back on that as an old woman and say, wow, it was so worth it because, you know, I avoided that person being disappointed in me because I stayed stuck. You're not going to say that. So ask yourself what lessons you can learn while you're still on that first rock, while you're dangling in the air. Um, Ask yourself if there is a way you can have fun. Is there anything you can do that will make staying better? Um, Maybe you can look at your job as a, maybe it's financing these fun things that you want to do. You know, it's sort of footing the bill for whatever it is you want to try. If it's pottery or surfing or, you know, you want to take up sailing lessons, whatever it is, your job is funding that. So if you can kind of shift your perspective around that. While you're on that first rock and you haven't taken the leap yet, pay attention to what your body is telling you. If your body is having a lot of chronic health issues or scary new health issues, listen to that. Um, I had a client just today sort of drop into her heart space. 
You have to sort of shift your thinking from your brain down into your body. And then you ask yourself, what is my body trying to tell me right now? And you need to listen to that. Ask yourself if nothing external changes for for a year. Can I be okay with that? What can I do in the next year to make this worth it? A lot of people will say, well, if they paid me enough money, it would be worth it. I would stay. I would put up with not having enough help. I'd put up with these extra projects. I would put up with working on the weekends if they would pay me enough money, if they would make it worth my while. Okay, so they've done studies on this. You've heard the lottery stories. Same thing with people who get paid extra. It will sustain you for about three months, about 90 days, and then you're going to start tanking again. You're going to start sinking. So don't think that money is going to be the answer to keeping you happy on that rock. Um, I remember getting, I got a once a year bonus at one of my jobs and this was a huge check. I mean, it was like a third. If you took what I made in my salary and you took half of that, that's about how much I would get for a bonus. And I hate calling it a bonus because I really did earn it. But anyway, it was called a bonus. So I would get this check once a year. And as it got closer to when I would ultimately leave this job, I started feeling uh, sick when I would get this money because I knew my body was trying to tell me like, hope it is time to go. But that money, like my brain, my thinking brain was like, oh, look at this money. So how did I settle that? Well, I decided that money was going to finance a house remodel. So it didn't pay for the whole thing, but it paid for a nice down payment on a house remodel. So that allowed me to sort of swing in the air for another, I don't know, nine months. And then I finally took the leap. So see if you can finance something else with that money while you're waiting to take the leap. I'll close with this story. When I was um, looking for, I was going to put this on my blog and I needed a picture of somebody like leaping off of a cliff or um, leaping off of a high dive. It pulled up a YouTube video of this girl who was being taken away in handcuffs, like in her 20s. She had mascara everywhere. And it said, girl pushes friend off cliff, gets charged with... um, endangering, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. She didn't get charged with anything too much. I think she only had to spend about a week in jail, but she had pushed her friend off this cliff. I mean, not a cliff, off of a bridge. So the girls were, it looked like one of those bungee cord bridges. And so you see a video of this 20 year old girl in a bikini and she's like, no, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But she's already like climbed over the edge. She's standing on the edge of this bridge and her friend pushes her off and she fell, you know, a hundred feet. I don't know how far she broke ribs. She like messed up her back. Um, And her friend was charged with this because she pushed her off. So the whole point of this is if you are thinking of taking a leap, you have to be careful who you tell. You don't want to just tell anybody because even though some people may appear to be your friend, they may have kind of this mean streak in them where they they feel like, all right, well, I mean, she already said she didn't want to work there. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to leak this information to the boss. I'm going to essentially push her off this bridge before she's ready. 
So be very careful who you tell. Um, you're going to have people who are your support team and you know these people and you can trust these people. And then you're going to have others that will push you off that bridge before you're ready. All right. I hope you have a good rest of your week. Reach out if you would like to explore coaching options. You can email me at hope.cook at gmail.com and I'll see y'all next week. y'all for listening. It was so much fun talking to you today. All right. If you are ready to make some major changes in your life, if you're at the point where you are sick and tired of feeling stuck and directionless, and you really don't know what to do next or where to go, maybe it's time we had a little chat. So I have it set up on my website. You can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call, and we'll sit down and decide if we're a good fit. Maybe you'd prefer group coaching. Maybe you need one-on-one coaching, or maybe you just want to talk and, and say hello. So go on over to my website. It's coachhopecook.com. That's H-O-P-E-C-O-O-K.com and schedule the free discovery call. And I can't wait to talk to you. So See you next week, and hopefully I'll talk to some of you before that.